I'm Chris. And I'm Dom. And we got next. Thank you guys for tuning in to yet again another episode. Uh, for those of you guys that have been hanging in there with us from day one, uh, we thoroughly appreciate you guys. If this is your first podcast, listen, we still appreciate you. Welcome to the We Got Next Mafia. <laughs> Might as well be. Uh, we, we thoroughly enjoy having you guys listen each and every week. Uh, we're going to start off with some light things this week, and then we are going to move into some to some uh, more argumentative pieces. Yeah, a little more opinions being thrown out at the end. Absolutely. Uh, so again, let's start off with, with, the, with the light work. Uh, Super Bowl is over. Uh, NBA All-Star Game is about to start. So, with that being said, new cards have been released. In Madden, you have the first 99 overall current player in Von Miller. Um, You do got to complete a set in order to receive him. Um, Good luck. (laughs) Everything's going to be super expensive because that 99 is so nice. Um... There'll be a few cards, as always, that are going to be cheap for it. Um, That'll probably be some of the gold players. Uh, They'll be a little bit cheaper, but it's going to be a a nice little grind in order to get them. Uh, On top of that, for 24 hours and 24 hours only, you can get the Defensive Player of the Year, J.J. Watt. As well as Man of the Year and Quan Bolden cards. Uh, you have to pull those out of packs. So who knows how many of those are actually going to be in the game itself. Um, it's something that we're, that we're definitely looking forward to finding out. But we'll find out here soon enough. Um, and be sure to check on Madden every day. Uh, they're going to be releasing the Player of the Year award winners. Um, definitely look out for the Defensive Rookie of the Year. Um, the cornerback for the Kansas City Chiefs. I cannot remember Duke's name right offhand. I apologize to that man because he had an amazing season. Simply amazing. Um, but that's with, that's with, you know, Madden. So, uh, what's going on in the 2K world, Chris? In the 2K world, All-Star Pack Eve is upon us. It is. Hopefully, you guys are buying VC while it's still cheap. It's a, on sale, obviously, because tomorrow they're releasing the All-Star Packs. Then All-Star Packs are going to have the All-Star MVP. That's their bread and butter. Now, the All-Star MVP cards, normally, they're pretty good. But this year, they're super juiced. Like, the lowest rated cards, like a 92 overall. Absolutely, yeah. And it's like Glenn Rice. Like, you know he can shoot threes and shit. So I'm pretty sure these packs are going to be fire, especially the first couple days. Because the first days is when they try to get out, you know, the card in the circulation. They have to get out a certain amount. So even if you're not pulling the all-star amethyst, you're still going to be pulling current day amethyst, the historic amethyst. And hopefully, maybe somebody gets lucky and gets a diamond player because they have, I believe it's four. Yeah. Shaq, Magic, Kevin Durant, and Russell Westbrook. I, I think it's just four diamonds. 
And I mean, they're all juiced. I mean, the Russell Westbrook has a 93 moving and standing. The Magic has a 93 ball. Shaq has crazy good speed and great athleticism. Like, they're all really good cards. So they had those released um, today on... We're recording this on Thursday because this weekend, Dom is heading out of town. He's going on an adventure. Yeah, a small adventure. Uh, I'll be in Colorado. So uh, we're getting this out a little early. So that just means that next week uh, is going to be jam-packed full of different things for you guys. Uh, we're going to have a review of the newly released Naruto Shippuden Ultimate Ninja Storm 4. Um, I really don't know how we made it to number 4. But there's 4. So we'll give you a review. It's probably going to be ass. Um, for those of you that got the collector's edition of Naruto Shippuden, I want to thoroughly apologize from the bottom of my heart. They said, initially, Hey guys, we're going to give you a Funko Pop limited edition gold Naruto. So you're thinking that you're going to get a full size pop. It's going to be dope. And then Funko kind of, kind of pulled that rug out from underneath. And it was like, okay, it's not a pop. It's a mystery mini. Um, for those of you that don't know what I'm talking about, it's like the red-headed stepchild of Funko Pops. Like, it's the one that nobody cares about. Uh, it's garbage. It's just straight garbage. Uh, the pop does, or not the pop, God, see, I, I, I almost, I, I want to call it a pop still. The Mystery Mini does look cool. Um, I did pick up the collector's edition. I am a, a pop collector. Um, got my heart broken when I opened it and saw it was a mini. But it is still pretty cool. Looks nice. Right now it's going on eBay for a pretty penny. Uh, but the uh, bread and butter of what we wanted to talk about today is the fact that I just pulled 10 packs and got two gold players. Yeah, he's pulling he's pulling 2K packs right now. The the packs they're trash, let's be honest. And I mean the best time to pull packs, and this is a pro tip, the best time to pull packs on 2K is right when they first come out. And not like the ones they have now, like the VIP, the League VIP, all that shit. Don't even pull throwback Thursday packs. Well too late. Too late. You, you bought a 10 pack. You wanna you wanna pull fucking the solo packs, like the specials, like all-stars, defensive player of the years, any one of those, because they have to get the cards in the circulation somewhere or another, so this won't allow you to get those cards, and with these packs they're releasing now, like the defensive player of the year, for example, there yeah, was, I got Anthony Davis, Amethyst. So yeah, that. there were so many Amethysts within the pack, but they had to raise the odds of getting Amethyst so they can get the defensive player of the years in circulation. So, no, you may not have pulled the defensive player of the year, Jordan or Hakeem Olajuwon, which is the players you really wanted. But at the same time, you might have pulled an Anthony Davis or Steph Curry. That's why the prices have all gone down. So, I'm assuming the prices of players are going to drop substantially, too. 
So if you have some MT you're sitting on, you're mulling over buying, you know, certain players, wait until tomorrow because a lot of players are just dishing their fucking team. They're like, I'm going to sell my players so I can get these good ones. So they're going to throw them up for cheap. They're going to be a bunch on the auction house and people pulling packs over and over again. So, yeah, it just this is going to be an all-in-all good weekend to build your team and to gauge the pack market for certain players. That's not what we were actually going to talk about. I'm just upset. So there's that. Uh, what we did want to talk about, though, a new movie just hit the hit the theaters, Deadpool. Um, we haven't seen it yet, and I don't view Deadpool as a video game to movie adaptation. But it got me thinking. I played the Deadpool game, um, which was fantastic. If you haven't played it, go get it. But Assassin's Creed just got a movie. There's been multiple Laura Croft movies. There's been Resident Evil movies, Doom movies. Excuse me. And it got me thinking about video game to movie adaptations. First off, what's your opinion when you first hear, oh, this movie was made after a video game? Um, I feel like video game and movie adaptations, they just suck. Like, I can't even think of a video game. I can't even think of a video game to movie adaptation that's been good. Off top. And then on top of The first that, Tomb Raider was alright. It didn't really stick to the video game, though. I mean, and even behind that, how many uh, movie to video game? Like, they're all like, I just feel like there's a lot of bad decisions being made in that situation. I feel like they could be done effectively, but it's kind of like movie, like book to movies. It's like they're going to lose some shit, some of the feel. Video games are made to be experiences you, like, control. Movies are made to be like watched and enjoyed. You get what I'm saying? So it's yeah. kind of like a different feel, and it's hard to, you know, move back and forth between the two. But with the rise of games like uh, Until Dawn and like The Walking Dead and Telltale series, where it's like a story driven game, and you're basically controlling the action throughout these cutscenes. And yeah, some of you might view that as boring. I mean, I want to play it. But I feel like a game. A movie game like that will be successful, and the same thing can go vice versa for a movie based off a video game. I would say the Game of Thrones by Telltale was doing really well. Um, I'm waiting till the whole season is done. Last I heard, there was one more episode, so I'm gonna wait till I know for sure that it's all done. But, uh. For the most part, that's how I feel about it. It's, it's it's a whole different experience, and it's hard to capture the video game aspect when you're not allowed to control the actions. Yeah. Um, but we discussed it earlier. It got us thinking, what would be a good... A good... Adaptation. What would be something that would be worth moving over and could go well? 
That is the key term is could go well. Um, it got me thinking about the God of War series. Uh, that's a very bloody, violent game. And I really believe that that can be moved over. You can still make it a bloody, gory movie and keep keep people wanting more with it. Um, that's just one of my personal picks. That was the first one that came to mind. Um, but now that I've had more time to think about it, I don't know if it would be good. And let me please say that first. I would be interested to see Borderlands get a movie. I'd be very interested in how well that would go. Yeah, Borderlands or Fallout. I feel like... I don't know if Fallout could. See, the reason why is because... Because it's so big. It is, and that's the reason why I think Borderlands and Fallout would work, because with these movies like that, they... They, uh... Literally have, like, a set story. Like, let's say the Tomb Raider movie. The reason why we're upset is because, like, yeah, we understand the Tomb Raider games... And what we love Tomb Raider for is more or less the gameplay more than the story. But Borderlands and Fallout not only have a good story, but the world they're based in. They have so much lore that they can make their own offshoot story of, like, someone else inside of the Borderlands. Yeah. It has none, like, you can go visit certain areas, but I oh, never from the game. I remember this, I remember that. But it doesn't have to be exact T, remember, I was did this in the video game. The same thing with Fallout. You can say the same thing with Bioshock. Like you put it in that same universe and still have that feel of the game and that lore, but you don't have to follow that set. Because, I mean, like, you got game fucking movies like Super Mario, like Mario Bros. That movie was terrible because it didn't follow the Mario story at all. And when it, like, the parts that it did, it was like, it didn't make any sense. Yeah. The Mortal Kombat's, they, they're kind of can't, they're really campy. So either you like them or you fucking think they're terrible. But... I definitely feel like fucking a game with a huge background, like a lore, a huge world already set, and then you could put a story within it, it could work. Okay. I mean, I kind of feel like the Far Cry 3 could have been a good movie. Far Cry 3, yeah. Far Cry 4, no. Yeah. Unless there was like a crowd vote for if you stay in the first room or not. I feel like I feel like Far Cry Four would have been the best one if Far Cry Three didn't exist. No, Blood Dragon. Well, that's a part of Far Cry Three, though. Okay, well then, yeah, yeah, Far Cry Four. The same way as if Far Cry Four and Three didn't exist, Far Cry Primal would probably be the best game. Like they're all kind of the same thing. It's just that Far Cry Three came first, so it's kind of like the de facto best one. Same thing with like Call of Duty. Like you think about Call of Duty with in a world without like. Your favorite Call of Duty, your favorite, which is like you know, most people's is like Black Ops, or maybe it's like COD Four, World at War, you know, some some shit like that. Without that game, the next best one would be like Black Ops Two, you know. Without that game before it, and that's how the COD cycle works, you know. 
the new game comes out, we all shit on it. We love it at first, then we start shitting on it, hating it, then we love the last game. That's just how it goes. Yeah. I guess to me, I would just love to see... I just love to see it done right for once. It, It... it devastates me how much they get it wrong. It's thoroughly surprising how much they get it wrong. And it doesn't seem like a hard... It doesn't sound hard. The story's there for you. But then again, you're taking something that people got to enjoy playing and moving that to a whole whole nother realm you know mm-hmm. so I understand it but I don't if that makes sense um, I honestly think a Zelda movie wouldn't do horrible I don't know like it's one of those story based games cause I mean a lot of it could be the story's good already obviously so I, like I, I'm not tripping off of that. The problem is that when you're putting that into a movie, a majority of people are going to be like, I've already played the game, so I know what happens. So you can't really surprise us. And if you try to surprise us, then you're going off script. That's when it becomes a problem for a lot of people. It's like, well, you're changing things. And it's that it's that Catch-22 type thing. And that's what I'm saying. Like, Based within the Zelda universe, but not the exact Zelda, Legend of Zelda timeline. Absolutely. Also, it's impossible to figure out the legend of Zelda timeline. Uh, Mainly because you've traveled through time 20 times or something. I don't know how many games are even hard for Zelda. I just know you've traveled through a lot of time and space. Um, But, kind of going a little bit off script... Something that just kind of came to mind. Do you think it would be a good... I don't know how to put this. I guess, do you think it would be a good idea? Because the next Grand Theft Auto, more rumors are flying around. Eva Mendez is going to be a voice. She'll be able to play as a female for the first time. Not online. Um, oh, I can't. I think it was Channing Tatum is going to be the male voice. Like, there's a bunch of actors' names are being thrown around saying, oh, they're doing the next one. The one rumor that's constant is it will no longer be in a city, but in the United States. And do you think that that is really that good of an idea. Yes. I feel like they can do it. I believe in Rockstar. I've seen games do something like that, like that drive club, the club or whatever, where it's like different cities. The crew. The crew. You can like drive between different cities and shit like that. Like I definitely feel like it's doable. And I feel like if anybody could do it, uh... No, they can do a Grand Theft Auto. I just feel like it'll be difficult for the level that people, some people want it. Some people want it to where it's like, 
I want to be able to drive from freaking Kansas City to Colorado and see every city in between and do this and that. But that's just not possible. Like, it's just not. Now, if they had different cities you can go to as, like, DLC kind of experiences. Well, no, like, what if you just, like, went to an airport? Yeah, but even then, it's, like, to populate a whole entire city. Because the details they put into the, the map itself True. Is, is ridiculous. So, even at that same level, even if they put, like, five different cities. Yeah. You know, we got Los Santos, uh, what, Vice, Vice city, city, Liberty City. Liberty City. Maybe one in like Texas or something like that. Yeah, and they do Chicago. Yeah, Chicago. That could work. Easily. It's done. And then maybe they add like a small expansion East city, like a new part over that would be the DLC with new stuff to do. That would be cool. I'll definitely play it. I think that would be awesome. Different heights and shit like that. The only thing that worries me is that could <clears throat> that could blow up in their face. That could be too big of an undertaking. And people are going to look for the slightest thing wrong with Grand Theft Auto. You know what I mean? If When you go down to the Texas side, if they stick too much to stereotypes, people are going to bitch and complain. And not that they're just not gonna bitch and complain if you, you know, made it all feel real. It's just, it's a little ridiculous how how much people are gonna look into it once you go at that big of a scale. Yeah. They want, and it's sad, but they want you to fail thoroughly. Um, I just think that right now it's too big. Right now to me it's just too much for them to do. Um, I know that doesn't sound legit, but I just think it's too much. You know? Yeah. Uh, my qu- my other question is, with, with games going big, you get maps like Fallout 4, you get maps such as the Borderlands maps, where, I mean, there is literally a never-ending amount of things to do. Do you think that that is good for the gaming industry because to a small part I love open world games I think we're getting too big I think we're we're getting to those moments where we're stepping a little bit too far out there I mean in some cases yes like I feel like with Fallout 4 it was, it was a really good game like, it's just not me hating on the game or throwing shade at the game but there are some I've noticed with, like, these big open-world games. With a lot of the missions in Fallout 4, it's the same shit. Like, go talk to these people. Go get them to join us. Go help them get these things. Stop these fucking death falls. Like, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's the same thing in different areas. 
And I feel like when you reach a certain point of being too big, that's what happens. Now, like the last game I thought that did it really well was Witcher, because it was like each area has different types of monsters, so you never really were fighting the same things, but they did have like similar missions. You know, you go to this area, there's like a hunter who's stranded, there's this thing attacking him, you kill him, this, that, and the third, you know, help his village out. But there's different monsters. So, I mean, like, there is a point where it does get too big. And also, like, you gotta have, you know, the winter to really appreciate the summer. You gotta have a crappy rapper to appreciate a good one. So, the same way that I can appreciate, you know, Fallout 4 for its size, it can make me appreciate a story-driven game such as, like, God of War. Because it's like, it's straightforward, I don't have to explore this big map, I can just go play. You get what I'm saying? So, there's a balance to it. Now, if we get a whole bunch of shitty, really big open world games, then yeah, it's going to oversaturate the market, obviously, and fuck things up. But, I don't believe that, like, that's really happening. Because a lot of the big open world games are done by losing companies. True. True. Well, see, the reason that I ask is just... Just because it it just seems like they keep wanting to push the envelope on how far they want to do a map. You know, they want to continuously make it bigger and bigger and bigger instead of let me just fill out I don't know how I want to say it instead of just letting you it's, it's hard because I'm trying to think of the words for it I feel like they just put a bigger map so they can give you a lot to do Instead of maybe making a smaller map, but all of the missions are unique. You know, there'll be a couple that have to be repetitive, but they could put in some really unique missions. Like with Vice City, there was a mission about going and destroying cars so that judges don't talk, which was cool. No other mission did you go hush somebody without actually killing them. You know, everything else was kill, kill, kill. This was just scare. You know what I mean? Yeah. I used to appreciate those weird missions that don't match everything else. And I think that if a game focused on making all of the missions in it so unique, it would be really, really good. Yeah, I feel like that falls more or less not necessarily upon like the type of game they're making, but the companies themselves. And like I said, the, the better companies are taking on these uh freaking open world, huge open world, large story art type games, and the shittier companies really just take on like the straightforward linear. Not saying that a good company can't do a linear storyline. I definitely feel like I, I feel what you're saying though, like variety within the game itself 
definitely spices it up and makes things so much more better. Yeah, I just think that at this point in time, we can't just keep... And not to say that Fallout 3 is basically Fallout 4, but we do need some some time to... We do need like a few years of let's mix it up again. Yeah. Because walking around in Fallout 4 kind of felt the same. They didn't do too much to push the envelope, if that makes sense. Like, you gotta have a point where you change in between. You know, a lot of games do this wrong, and they change too much, and it becomes a problem. It's like, oh, it's not the same type of game. Then there are games like Red Dead Auto that change, and they evolve. They add new things. And it only becomes better. And I feel like there's that balance that a lot of games just don't have. And honestly, it just takes it just takes an effort to see what's working and what's not working in the in the market itself. True. See I just It, it it pains me to see repetitiveness in these big open world games because people are still going out and buying them. Don't get me wrong. Like I went out and got Grand Theft Auto Five. I went out and got Fallout Four. I got Borderlands the pre sequel, Borderlands Two, the first one. But I still also went out and got Don't Starve when it dropped on the console. Yeah. I went out and bought the first Little Big Planet. I got South Park The Stick of Truth. I went and got games that, you know, had a big backing, didn't have a big backing, but they were unique. You know? They were new. They were weird. They were fun. And I just think that that the game industry sees the sales of Call of Duty and they see Battlefield sales and they are scared to do it. Anything different. They're scared to get away from that. Oh, well, here's the game that's going to kill COD. But it basically plays like COD. You're not... What's kind of interesting about that is that the concept of COD killers, like those shooter games that like are going to take Call of Duty's place, are so much more prevalent now because of how Call of Duty's gone. I'm not saying the game has gotten like really shitty or anything. Like I, I personally, I enjoy Call of Duty. Absolutely. But the fact that they've gone so futuristic, and now they've added in the EXO movements. Like, Advanced Warfare changed so much that they can no longer go back, I feel like. And now it creates this gap in the market. Because before, they've always had, like, futuristic shoes where you can run on walls and shit like that. But it's never been that, it's never been Call of Duty. Now that is Call of Duty. 
running on wall, double jumping, boosting around, sliding. It's like the future shooter. So now there has this gap in the market for that boots on the ground, World War II, gritty, grinded out type shooter. Very true. So now I feel like it's going to be like next year or like next upcoming year, there's going to be like an illegitimate college field where it's like, I don't know if it's like Medal of Honor makes a comeback or something, but it's going to be something. Believe me. Very true. I think I think at some point we will get a cod killer. I don't think it's going to be anytime soon. Nobody is coming up with a ingenious ingenious plan to upset them. You know what I mean? Everybody's just looking at it and saying, oh, copy. Nobody's saying, hey, what are they not doing? Yeah, exactly. And how can we make it even better? That's how the industry is, you know? It's like, let's make money, let's go do that right now. Yeah. Let's go make this money. It's not, let's innovate, let's change things. That's why a lot of the industry now, like all industries, movies, music, video games, it's either the same shit, like with movies, it's either a comic book franchise being made, it's a remake of some shit, or it's like literally a, a new franchise that fails. Yeah. And, but with the new franchises, it's not because it's a bad game. People are scared. People get so scared of wasting their money on something that's bad that uh, they get so scared of wasting their money on something that's bad, but they school they're letting great games die. Yeah, exactly. You know, and in the spirit of that, I'm not going to tell anybody to go buy this game that I'm about to uh, name drop on, but I will say it looks good. It's new. It's it's made by the same. It's made by Insomniac. So I mean, their track record isn't the worst. It's not also not like solid straight hits either. It's like in between, you know? Yeah, it's in, it's in between. Uh, Insomniac has had some really great games. They've also failed hard. Um, but they are releasing a new one. It's called Song of the Deep. I might go get it just to still support people doing independent games and, and not copying everybody else, you know? Uh, I just it just really hurts that every year we get the same thing you know and for those of you that are wondering 
Well, what... Uh, Insomniac sounds familiar. What have they made? These are the... This is the minds behind Spyro, Ratchet and Clank, that entire series. Resistance, Fall of Man, uh, Outer Knots is a game that they created, Fuse, uh, and Sunset Overdrive, the newest uh, indie shooter uh, for the Xbox One. Uh, it was actually in 2014. But this new game, Song of, Song of the Deep, it is... I, uh, I'm trying to think of how I want to put it. Um, think of it as like a Metroidvania style. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to control a makeshift submarine in search of the main character's father. Um, and I get it. You can't come up with a brand new concept for a game. But you can provide elements that make it new exactly and people are are just scared to make it new and it bothers me a lot um crazy fact about song of the deep guess who okay so Treyarch made the newest black ops Mm -hmm. they're owned by Activision Therefore, it's an Activision game. Correct? Yeah. Guess who technically is like the executive producer of Song of the Deep? Um, Activision. Nope. EA. Nope. Um, let me put it this way. The company is not one in which you would think of for the production of games. For the production. For the production of games. It is a company that you would think of for the selling of games. GameStop? Uh, GameStop put up the money in order for this to be a real thing. Um, Of course, you know, from what I've seen online, there are no numbers for um, the hit that GameStop is about to take. <laughs> uh, and not because this is going to be a bad game. It's people are scared of doing it, of making a new game. Um, GameStop has no creative control over the game whatsoever. Um, they are strictly handling promotion and marketing. That is all theirs. Um, and a way of helping with that is you will be able to get Song of the Deep um, this spring or early summer. Uh, it will be available for digital download on all systems, including Steam. But if you're one of those gamers that needs the physical disc in their system, you will only be able to purchase it in GameStop. The official trailer has been released. Uh, They 
I wouldn't even call it Metroidvania style. I would call it um, pixel shooter style. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's you see the entire map for where you're going to be at off the jump. You determine when you're leaving it and you know, all of that sort of stuff. That's why I want to say it's more of a uh, pixel shooter. Um, it's, it's something that's going to be, you know, a, a puzzle game, even though it is in the 2D realm. Um... And with it being in that 2D realm, attacks are going to be different, you know. There is no jumping over the ledge and having, instead of just the X plane, but also the Y plane. Mm -hmm. That's not there. Or no, I guess you would only have X and Y, not the Z plane. That's not there, so you can't only move X and Y. Um, And that's going to definitely change how you want to do things. Um. There won't be any picking something up and dropping it in, you know. A lot of push-pull type of systems in it. Probably a lot like Limbo's puzzles are, Mm -hmm. uh, since there is no 3D with that either. Uh, It's something that I'm not going to say that it looks good, but I'm not going to say it looks bad. Uh, You've just got to be into 2D indie games. Really. That's Mm -hmm. the main part of it. And I think more people would be into indie if they gave it a shot, man. I really do. Well, the thing, the thing I like about indie games, I like the indie puzzle games, honestly. Like, um, Stick It to the Man was really good. And uh, that's, like, one of my favorites. Um, I know we both played The Cave. You never know, PlayStation? Oh, yeah, we three. We beat it with all the characters. Yeah. And those characters have fucked up stories. The if cave, you haven't played it, go play it. Okay, The Cave. Is it, it available PlayStation 4, too? I think I'm I think I might personally buy it. It's a really fun game. Basically what it is is that you have these certain I think it's what seven characters total or yep. something like that. And you're dropped into the cave. So you pick four of them. No. Or is it three? It's three. You pick three at a time. You're thinking four because there's a pair of twins. Yeah, you pick three of them at a time, and each of them have different stories, and you're dropped into this cave. And basically you're going through this cave and each of them have their special abilities and things that they can do to make your job easier. And there's like three sections that are specifically designed around the story of each character. So you find out who they are, where they come from, why they're there. And then there are three other sections in between that are just like puzzles that are just going to be there no matter every time. No matter what characters you use. And I think it's one of the most fun games I've played. It was challenging. It was cool to just, like, go through and, like, mess around with each combination of character and see see their individual story and how I can get through using them. But, like, games like that, it's just, it's just really fun. Um, yeah, it was, it was definitely a top-tier game in my, uh, in my opinion. I think that they did a marvelous job 
with that. When games like that can go south really fast, something like that people can hate quickly. And I think they just did an amazing job. They they didn't allow themselves. Let me put it that way. They didn't allow themselves to do bad with it. Yeah. And I mean, when we first saw the game, we were very skeptical of it. But after playing it, you know, it's one of those things, like you said, like you have to be willing to take a chance. And I feel like taking a chance on a game like that is not really that much of a risk. It's not. I mean, at, at the worst, you'll be out like, what, $20 maybe? Yeah, 20 bucks I think, is what the actual price of the game was. But if you support smaller things, like games like that, then they're, they're able to grow, maybe put out some DLC, put out some more content. The same thing is like, I'm really excited for that uh, Jason Friday 13th game. I'm like extremely excited about it. Cause that's like a new concept to me. Like, yeah, they have, you know games where it's one on four that's like evolve you know even now it's kind of a new concept but this game it's like nine people are playing one is Jason the rest are trying to run and hide and it's the it's the not only the main game of just trying to survive but it's also the meta game of using your teammates and your surroundings and also like, are you going to screw this person over? Are you going to team up with Are you going to trust this person? And I love that. I love that interaction. True. I think that's so dope. Very true. I mean, I just think that that with a game like that, to me, you're not... I don't know how I want to put it. It's not that you're not risking it. You definitely are. I just don't think it's that that huge of the risk. I think that you, with something like that, it's more, I hate when I can't think of the words that I want to use for it. It's more about how much do you trust that you can pick a good game. You know? And I get it. Not all games are created equal. You know, they're not all gonna be fantastic indie games. But there's a lot that are. You know? And and people just... Uh, it, it's not like this other game. That's the point. Asshole? Like, I don't... I don't want to just call you an asshole, but that's the point. It's supposed to be different. It's supposed to be new. It's not meant to be these other games. You know? It's meant to... Push the boundaries. And take you out of your comfort zone, definitely. Just be different. Like I love games that make that make me feel like I would never play that, but it has that one thing that draws me in. Or it's like normally I wouldn't play a game like this, and because I, you know, it had this and this going for it, I'll I try it out. You know, and I think that's I think that's so dope sometimes. But 
I think that's what I love about video games. It's entertainment, art in general. Like, you know, you're watching a movie and you're like, maybe I wouldn't have watched that any other time, but because I watched it for some reason today, I enjoyed this movie so much. I enjoyed this game. I enjoyed Rocket League. I had never heard anything about that game or anything. One of my friends was like, hey, it's free on a PlayStation Network. Pick it up, play it with me. And we played it, and it's literally like video game crap. Like, we play it all the fucking time. It's so much fun. But I... You need to invite me to some of those games. I gotta get back in there. Yeah, like, literally reading the description of it, I would never thought I would have liked it. At all. I'd be like, that shit sounds stupid. But you gotta go out and play. You gotta come out your, come out your box. Uh, yeah, and I just think that some people have built their box so... so strong at this point they don't realize what they're missing. I think they're used to being screwed over by the bigger companies. They don't want to take a chance. Absolutely. And not only does that hurt those people, it hurts the industry when everybody's getting fucked. You're not selling as many games. You're not... So much gets cut short when you do that to people. So much that you can't even put into words. That kills the industry when you do that. And... They just view it as, oh, they don't care. They do. They really do. Uh, I just think that everybody looks at it like, oh, well, you know, it could be worse. And you're right. It absolutely could be, but that doesn't mean it needs to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just because it could be worse. And the fact that that's how some people think still just wholeheartedly blows my mind. I don't get it. I don't know if I want to get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's just... Why limit yourself? You know? Why put yourself in the box of... I'm only going to do these few things. I'm only going to do this. I'm only going to do that. Exactly. Um, Bro, like I told you, just flip that. We're, 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 he's doing 2K. We're doing 2K right now. We're getting his auction house in order. Because it is garbage. He has a lot of really, really... He has a lot of plays inside of his auction house. And I was we were going through and like cleaning it out, putting people on the auction. Uh, I was telling him earlier, for anybody who's playing 2K, if you have defensive player here, Kawhi Leonard. I know he's nice, he's shiny, he's new, he's an 89 overall, he's almost amethyst. 
But when you look at his stats compared to his normal card, he's not worth what he goes for in the auction house. So instead of buying him, or if you have him, just sell him. Sell him for that 20K MT and buy the regular one, and I promise you'll be just as happy. Only thing that's different is pass perception and, like, durability. Not even durability. It's probably, like... It was all... It was all stuff that you really don't even notice throughout the game. Yeah. It doesn't make it that much better of a card. It really doesn't. And after visibly seeing how little difference there is, it's just it's just not worth it to even pretend like you're making a difference. It it's a waste of your time to pretend like you even notice the difference. Because you don't. And I promise you that you don't. Um, it's just... It's, it's horrible. I don't get it. But it's not my job to get it. Um, I think that's going to do it for this episode. Again, next week... Um, I do believe we're going to have more than just Naruto uh, for a review for you guys. I know we haven't done a review in a while. We just haven't been buying any games, really. Nothing's really interested us. Honestly. Yeah, nothing's really been coming out. Uh, I got Naruto simply because I thought it was a gold pop. Um, but we'll, we'll, we'll knock that out and return it, probably. Um, but we'll still give you guys the review. Oh, Sorry. Um, I just think that I just really think it's going to be bad um, I believe next week is going to be a big week I'm double checking that as we as I'm talking to you guys uh, yes Street Fighter V will have been released. That is going to be the first time in Street Fighter history that if you want the extra characters, you have two choices. Be good or pay. We'll let you know if we unlock any of the characters. Most likely not because Chris isn't going to get up here until like the day before we record and I have to work. <laughs> But we'll still let you know if you guys should go get Street Fighter as well as Naruto. Um, so as always, my name is Dom. My name is Chris. And we, we got, got next. next.